But I gotta, I've gotta, I gotta reach for something today. My heart has been so burdened for our children. You'd be seated. All night long, all I could hear were the cries of children. Their cries were, could someone save us? Could someone reach us? Could someone help us? I want to speak to every mother and dad, grandparent in this building today, online. If your radar is not up for your children right now, you need to fall on your face before God. Because I'm telling you, as it was in the days of old, when the people of God were rising up to be used mightily in their generation, the enemy attacked them at their children. From Moses until Jesus, the enemy did all that he could to keep a generation from marching forward. Uh, this really wasn't what I'm going to preach today, but I'm telling you that I cannot escape what I feel in my spirit this morning. And I'm calling every parent and every grandparent that if you have ever, ever turned up your sensitivity to the Spirit and your need to draw your family to you and pull them in and intercede with them and to be the example to them and the protector of them. I'm calling on you now to ask God to intensify your burden to intensify your commitment to protect your babies. You cannot. You cannot just hope that everything will be all right. You cannot just sit idly by and say to yourself, somehow they'll make it. I've been there. And I'm going to tell you that your babies in this 21st century should not have to fight that battle with parents and grandparents who have been filled with the Holy Ghost baptized in the name of Jesus you need to rise up in this hour and become warriors yeah. 
healing. And again, I, I, I've got something totally, something else to preach right here. But I've got a feeling that somehow, some way, we better start looking for a building, acquiring something for us to be able to raise not five or ten or fifteen or twenty, but hundreds of children, teaching them apostolic doctrine, teaching them the ways of God. I'm telling you, the world, the world, the world is going to eat them up and devour them if we don't do something. Hey, well, Bishop, I, I don't know how much difference I can make. I know he's one of the greatest men in shoe leather. I believe that. But I'm going to tell you there was a time in that man's life that without a mama that would close herself in a bedroom somewhere and intercede in the spirit for God to move, he would not be who or what he is today. What are you, I'm trying to tell somebody you may not think you can make a difference, but I'm calling on you. Get somewhere and intercede and pray and seek the face of God. Don't let them be lost. Somebody lift your hands to the Lord. Uh, I'm going to say something right here. If there ever needs be an intensity and commitment to a consistent walk with God in your home. There needs to be one today. There doesn't need to be one thing at home and another thing in the house of God but there needs to be in front of your children and your grandchildren a consistent walk. What do you mean, Bishop? I'm talking about what they hear preached and taught in this house needs to be practiced in your home and not just when you bring them to church. God help me. God help me. I, I, I hear their cries today. It echoed in my mind all night long. We cannot, we cannot relax. We cannot. 
be lulled to sleep because we live in the United States of America, the safest, most free nation in all of the world. Everything will be all right and my kids will turn out all right. They won't! right pastor Egypt wants our babies I thank God for every young person I, I was sitting there Thursday night in prayer meeting you know I, I've been all over this country Preached in churches everywhere. I've been to prayer meetings in churches and churches that didn't have prayer meetings. And sadly, in almost all of them, in those prayer meetings, it's ladies that are leading the prayer meeting. But I'm going to tell you, I sat there Thursday night and I watched teenager after teenager and child after child. Oh yeah, they may have just been walking laps, but I'm telling you, I've seen words coming out of their lips and across their tongue. They were praying and talking to God. I'm thankful for young people that know what it means to pray. But I'm telling you, listen to me. It's not going away. It's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. And somebody's got to rise up and make a difference. Thank you, brother. Brother Wendell. Sister Morgan, for having a burden for our young people. Thank you, Brother Haney. I know he's not in here. Thank you, Brother Haney, for having a burden for our children. But hear me right now. It cannot stop at the front doors of the church. There's some houses... There's some homes represented in this building today that do not need to hear the sound of ESPN or Fox News or whoever. They don't need to hear the sounds of that in your home. They need to hear the intercessory prayers of moms and dads that will say, Oh God, protect my babies. Don't let my babies be lost. Keep them in the truth. Give them a love for truth. Give them a love for God. I wish somebody would lift your hands and pray for our children.
Zechariah chapter 3. And he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord. And Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuke thee, O Satan. Even the Lord that hath chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and stood before the angel. Verse 7. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, If thou wilt walk in my ways, if thou wilt keep my charge, then thou shalt also judge my house and shall also keep my courts. And I will give thee places to walk among these that stand by. Hear now, O Joshua the high priest, thou and thy fellows that sit before thee, for they are men wondered at. For behold, I will bring forth my servant, the branch. Thank you for that word this morning, Brother Stephen. I want to talk to you for a minute. Maybe a little longer than a minute. From this thought, resistance brings restoration. Resistance brings restoration. I want to say something to this church right now. I am convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that we are on the precipice of something great. Hear me when I say to you those are not words that I speak lightly. Not words that I speak to simply fill in space. But I tell you today that God has put something in the spirit and the heart of this people and of the leadership of this assembly that is going to transform our city. But God needs to speak to us today. And I want to say to this church that it's time for us to change our garments. 
in Zechariah, we see a vision at the time of rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. And you must know that at the rebuilding, the enemy was doing everything in his power to defeat, to slow down, and to stop the rebuilding of the wall. Make no mistake about it today. The enemy is at work full time trying to stop what God is trying to do in our midst. What God is trying to do individually and collectively. The enemy is at work trying to stop the progress. But I submit to you today that the more that the enemy resists, the greater the restoration will begin to take place. Because the Word of God says, If God be for us, who can be against us? And I rise on this Sunday morning to tell you that there's nothing nor anyone nor anything that can stop what God has in store for this assembly and this people. But we must understand we've got to get rid of some things in our lives that have hindered God from being able to be God totally in our lives. Change your garment. I, I, uh, I, I, check this out. The vision is two-edged. power packed it's a promise for the church I ask you today to receive the word of the Lord as the prophet Zechariah envisions the return of the strength of God's church and the ruling authority that will be given to the church with Jesus Christ as our guide. Watch this morning as the changing of the garments brings on a change of our destiny. Do you understand today that we have divine destiny? It's an appointment. That's already been made. It cannot, will not be canceled. God's already got it set in stone. And he's got something in mind for this people. We have divine destiny. And as we take off the garments... Uh, that we don't need to be wearing and put on the 
walk into our, I shouldn't say walk, we will run into our destiny and it will happen quicker than you will ever believe. I want to tell you this. I believe, I believe this. I believe that we're at the point of realizing destiny. FBC, I want you to know God will be with us and He will build this church for His glory. There is about to be an explosion. An explosion. A good explosion. Something is about to happen. The scripture said in Zechariah that Joshua was represented in the vision as being filthy. Now, I'm not accusing this church of being filthy. He was filthy from the sin of the people and of the deplorable and sinful condition of the Levitical priesthood. And God begins to intervene and He says, I'm about to move. And shift this thing into a direction that hell will never be able to change again. There will be times that the sinfulness of this world will be all around us. Because of those to whom we minister. And because of where we will minister. I prophesy to you today that this church is about to have a breakout outside of the walls of this church. There will be revival that will not be contained to the walls of this assembly. But God is about to raise up a mighty army of people that will change their garment from wanting to be served to a people that want to serve others. I tell you today that God, as we pursue Him, will continually wash and cleanse His people and His church. But it is only, everybody say only, it is only as we choose to stay off of the fences of worldliness sinfulness, 
and compromise. Do you hear me? His church is not worldly. His church is not sinful. And his church does not compromise. The move of God that I'm talking about will remove worldliness, will remove sinfulness, and will remove compromise. And if your home is worldly, your children will be worldly. If your home is sinful, your children will be sinful. If your home is compromised, your children will compromise. But if you'll change your garment, you can eliminate those things from your life and you can eliminate those things from the life of your children. cannot cannot forget that Christ is coming back after a spotless bride one without spot or blemish oh how, how can that be Bishop I, Paul said it he wrote to the church he wrote to Ephesians and he said that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Oh, can I just, I know, I know I'm hitting this hard. But I'm telling you, if you felt what I felt, I feel like my chest is about to blow up right now. And I'm not having a heart attack. If I could just get you to understand if you could get your babies to put down their video game and turn off the television and pick up the Word of God and begin to read the Word of God with them. Come on, somebody. Begin to put the Word of God in their spirit. You won't have any trouble keeping them from sin. You won't have any trouble keeping them clean. They'll be washed by the Word of God. This makes some folks a little uneasy. But I'm going to talk to you again. As we pursue God with all, everybody say all, all our heart, all our soul, all our strength he will do for us as he did Joshua in this vision in Zechariah. The Bible said in verse 4, the Lord cleansed him and gave him a new God, send me here on this Sunday morning. Pastor said to me yesterday afternoon, he said, Dad, why don't we just switch it up a little bit? 
He might be regretting that right now. But I'm telling you, if I know what I know in the Holy Ghost, I'm just as spot on as I've ever been. God is trying to move through this church in not just a few, but in the majority of this congregation. God is trying to stir you up to let you know He's got a new garment just waiting to fit you for it. He wants to put you in it. But you're going to have to lay down some things and get rid of some things that have hindered you from being able to get in the presence of God where there can be restoration. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. That he might present it to himself. A glorious church. Not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. But that it should be holy. And without blemish. And as we pursue Christ with all our heart, the Lord said, I'll give you a new garment. Watch it. And he answered and spoke unto those that stood before him, saying, Get rid of that filthy garment, take away that filthy garment from him. And unto him he said, Behold, Behold, I've caused thine iniquity to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee with a change of raiment. I'm telling you today that there's about to be a cleansing in this house. Before we leave this building, before we walk out of that door and have lunch somewhere, there's about to be a divine intervention in this place and God is going to cleanse us and give us a new garment to cause there to be restoration, not only for us, but for those around us. Watch Watch what happens. Scripture said, verse 6, And the angel of the Lord protested unto Joshua, saying, Pastor, those angels you are talking about the other night. The angel of the Lord said, Hey, Josh, got something I need to talk to you about. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, if thou wilt walk in my ways, if thou wilt keep my charge, then thou shalt also judge my house and shalt also keep my courts. And I will give thee places to walk among these that stand 
by. I want FBC to hear me right now. The angel of the Lord is in this place today. The angel of the Lord is speaking to this people today to tell you that the promise of the covenant will be upon you and upon the people of this church if we will walk in the ways of God and forsake our filthy garments and our old habits and our old ways of doing things and are settling into a place of ease in Zion. God said if my people... We'll rise up and walk in my way. I'll let you walk among those that are standing by the wayside. And there will be restoration that will happen in them. Let's lift our hands to the Lord for just a minute here. This is where, this is where I'm going to stop. Watch this. Verse 7. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, If thou wilt walk in my ways, if thou wilt keep my charge, then thou shalt also judge my house, shalt also keep my courts, and I will give thee places to walk among these that stand by. Verse 8. Hear now, O Joshua, the high priest. Now he's changed from that man that was dressed in a filthy garment. Now before God, God is calling him a high priest. And he says, Thou and thy fellows that sit before thee, for they are men wondered at. For behold, I will bring forth my servant, the branch. The branch. He says to them, put away strange gods. Worship God alone. Be clean. Wash yourself in the word. Change your garments. Be willing to change from your plan to his plan. And we will see restoration. When we get off of the fence and get into his house and find ourselves in the hollow of his hand. Standing in the vein of his power. We will see restoration. I want you to stand with me.
There's a sovereign presence of God in this building this morning. And I realize that oftentimes when we stand in this pulpit and behind this microphone, we challenge you and bid you to come to these altars. But this morning, I believe the Spirit of the Lord is drawing even as I speak and God is saying to this people, come to me today and change your garment. Come to me today and let your plan be changed to my plan. For I am about... To do a great and mighty work in the midst of this people. But I need more than just a few. I need the multitude of this church to commit yourselves to a restoration so that God can move mightily. Mom and dad, if your children are here, I'm pleading with you. Bring them to the altar and kneel beside them or stand beside them and pray with them. Hell is resisting this morning, but resistance brings restoration. God is on your side. God is on your side. You don't have to be lost today. You don't have to be lost today. You can take off your garment of unrighteousness. Be buried in the name of Jesus Christ in baptism. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be restored and be right in the house of God. Come on, that's it. In the name of Jesus. Oh, church family. I hear their voices even now. Help us. Save us. Somebody get to us. Somebody get to us. Don't let us be lost. Don't let us fall prey to the ploy of the enemy. Save us. Save us. Come on, mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, husband and wife. You need to be in this altar. Embraced, embraced. Hand in hand, saying, God, save us from this untoward generation. Don't let us fall prey to the plan of this world. God, let us walk in your plan. God's got a plan for every life in this building this morning. I said, God's got a plan for every life in this building this morning. Don't leave here without putting your life in His hands. He wants to bring restoration to you. 
He wants to change you from what you were to what you can be. In the name of Jesus. Come on, church. I need you to pray right now. I need you to pray.